Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with veteran Kansas City jazz vibraphonist Mike Dillon on the 2022 CD called Inflorescence. Mike Dillon and Punkadelic makes its recorded debut with Inflorescence, an album of heavy instrumental rock highlighting a deep band in the throes of creative freedom, road-tested, and wild. The trio features Mike, Brian Haas, and Nikki Glaspie. Punkadelic is the unified vision of six hands creating a world that often sounds like the work of an ensemble three times its size. We cover COVID living, touring, this new material, and so much more. Dig in. Hey, Joe, how are you? Oh, man, I'm wonderful. How are you, sir? Good. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you, man. Thanks for taking a minute out. It was so good to see you have new music out. Awesome. Yeah, we're stoked on it. So I got to tell you, I, for some reason, the winter time is always Elliot Smith time. So um, I think I played Alameda off Functioning Broke recently. I love that altitude and love that rendition. So it was so good to get Elliot and your rendition of it on the, on the show. Oh, great. Thanks for playing it. Yeah, that record was really fun to make, and I've been doing, playing a lot of Elliot Smith at home lately. It's always, uh, wintertime is good to play Elliot Smith, so I've been, like, playing a lot of his songs on the vibes. They really translate well to instrumental music. Yeah, they certainly do. So you got a brand-new album out, Inflorescence, and, uh, with the Punkadelic, and it seems like, before we get into this album, from what I can gauge off social media, you've just been constantly active. Like you've been, there, there hasn't really been a hitch. You've been pretty fluid through this time that we're all living through that's been pretty strange. Yeah, exactly. When, when everything shut down, I just took the time to go in the studio with my buddy here uh, in Kansas City, Chad Mize, who has a great studio. Uh, the first few months we worked, we didn't even go in the same room together. We wore our masks and... You know, just like everyone else, he stayed in the control room. I stayed in the in the tracking room, and then we would just start sending out tracks to friends if we needed a guitar, you know, some instrument I couldn't play. And luckily, everyone was sitting around just doing sort of the same thing, still, you know, messing around in their studios. And a lot of folks had times to send me back some excellent tracks. So at first I was just going to call the, the records the quarantine sessions, but then they each record took on a life of their own. And uh, so Kevin at Royal Potato released it as the quarantine trilogy. And then uh, to start touring on that, um, back in March of 2021, you know, a lot of places in the South, just were like a lot of clubs to stay open, started opening up, uh, having building stages out in their parking lot or if they had like a courtyard they put you know put outdoor stages out there everyone was doing everything they could to stay afloat and we started playing outdoor venues so we were able to tour that record and that was brian haas was like i want to play so he learned it all and at first it was just brian and i playing the stuff duo and then nikki came aboard because she had done a few gigs with us in austin outdoors and want a couple in new orleans and then the next thing we knew, it was like, wow, we got something. So we toured through the year. And I remember at the end of the 20, summer 2021 tour, I said to him, we got to make a record. There's something really special happening with this trio. And fast forward to March, we went in the studio for a day. And we did, Brian had three new songs. I had three new songs. And then we did a couple of, uh, oh, two new songs each. And then we did some songs that we were doing 
from the quarantine trilogy that we had redone in our own version. So anyway, I think there's nine or ten songs. So maybe it was three songs each and a couple of songs from the trilogies. We're we're really happy with how it turned out, but you know, touring and then recording was the key for this record. So it has to feel good. You know, we're a day after Christmas. We're getting towards the new year. This has to feel good to be able to have this brand new album to go out into a new year. And hopefully things just continue to open up more. It really does. Uh, we just completed a West Coast tour together and we had a hundred vinyl with us of the bubblegum pink vinyl and we sold out before the end of the tour. And uh, folks were coming out. We had good crowds, and there was a lot of optimism out there. And to have a, a product of this band all played on, this trio, and to be able to... We were actually playing the record down in its entirety first set, and then do a couple of couple of bullet bangers after that. And to see the reaction of the crowd... And people are still so grateful for music. It wasn't like they weren't grateful for it before the pandemic, but it's like it's just human nature. You take something away from it, from us, and unless you're doing a concerted, weaponized gratitude, you know, it's easy to take things for granted. And I think in general, a lot of folks took live music for granted. And uh, I, I feel in general, all of us, I mean, I, I'm stoked to be loading gear still. I'm like, yes, I'm loading gear. I'm grateful. <laughs> you know, and believe me, I've been loading gear for 40 years now. So that that's the basic attitude. Everyone in the business side, like all the, most of the stagehands and the sound techs, everyone, when we started working again, we're really happy to be working again after sitting around the house and wondering if you're going to get some uh, unemployment or some sort of aid to help you survive. Because a lot of musicians didn't get aid from the government. You know, it's really tough for a lot of musicians. And if it wasn't for the the, the fans and and grants from specific arts foundations, I know a lot of musicians would have had it really bad. So uh, there was gratitude during the pandemic for the music, for the you know people donating their live streams. And I know that's what kept me alive. So gratitude all around. But there's nothing like playing to people. Playing in my into my phone weekly was a little weird. I mean, I still like doing live streams now because there are some people that can't come out and, and I'll get the messages like, or they're going out, but they're like, Oh man, I had a bad day and I was at home and I looked at Facebook and there you were doing a live stream. And that's what I've been doing lately. It's just playing instrumental mellow vibe, doing a bunch of Elliot Smith songs and some of this stuff with inflorescent solo. And you, you just never know. And that's the gift of playing music is uh, getting really wired on espresso, driving around the country, and seeing who you can uplift that day. And that's what you guys do, and I think that's the interesting thing about this COVID time, was that everybody talked about frontline workers, and I'm not taking anything away from grocery store workers and medical professionals, but you artists are frontline workers. You know, we were at home, it was a dark time. If we didn't have TV, movies, and music, I don't know how we would have survived it. So I think that you all are essential, and it's a survival thing. I know I talked to enough people that it was, especially in New York, man, when you're all boxed up in those buildings and no one could get out, they couldn't play their instrument. It was just, it, it's tough. So to see the other side of this and to hear the exuberance, it's so refreshing to see with you guys. Yeah. I mean, I was super grateful that I was, I went up and hung out with my, you know, my wife, but she had long before we, we got together, she had a beautiful space you know, in, in Kansas City where she does her art and has shows and performances and, you know, uh, 
it's a giant space, and I just have an apartment in New Orleans. So if I, I was so grateful to be able to be in Kansas City where I had this space to set up all my instruments and play. But I knew plenty of people in New York. Like I was talking to a woman from New York last night. She was like, well, my, we weren't even allowed to leave our apartments, you know, unless we just had to go get food because everyone's on top of each other. So there's a lot of reasons to have gratitude. And, and I know my New York friends are really happy to be out playing music again because uh, folks in New York and Los Angeles and San Francisco, they had it really hard, you know. They certainly did. So, Mike, where is the best place you talked about vinyl? You know, the best, that's the thing I think we learned over this time is that there's really ideal places for people to get this music to support the artists and the community. Where is the best place for people to get their hands on a copy, a physical copy, or a copy that's going to directly benefit you cats? Well, what's awesome about being on a small label is it's like being uh, signed by a boutique coffee company. You know, there's, it's like a 500 batch run, uh, and that's it. And we, you can go to royalpotatofamily.com. Our friend uh, Kevin Calbro prints the prints the vinyl and takes care of the distribution to people that can't come to the shows. So that benefits our label and indirectly benefits us because the label prints up the music and pays for that expense. And then you can come to the shows and buy the records directly from myself after the show. And we, we sign the vinyl, and we'll get Nikki to do a little a little boogaloo and soft shoe for you, and Brian to do a little tap dance next to her and, uh, after, after the set. Beautiful. Mike, we are, Kansas City is lucky to have you here. Thank you for taking your time out to talk about this album. I loved it, and I'm looking forward to spending it on the show. Good luck in 2023, man. Hey, Joe, so you live here in KC. This show's based out of KC. I saw the 816 number, huh? Yes, sir. Right on. Well, thanks for calling. I'm sitting over here in Westport at, at the FedEx Kinko's uh, trying to make copies of some flyers. So have a great day. You too, man. Thanks, Mike. Take it Take easy. Take care, brother. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest cats in Kansas City and spots all over the world, giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Mike for always being a beacon of good here in Kansas City. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on either Spotify or iTunes. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com and for everything Neon Jazz all the time, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.